the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling. That something rank is going down out there. Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's fun. Get together, have a few laughs. you? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move out, blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Rolling this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Hey, what's going on, everybody? You've tuned into the one and only Hot Tag. It's yours truly, Shaheen. And Boxman. And we are the Persian and the Jew. You can check us out every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and show us some love by leaving a review. Really, really helps spread the name of the show. And for as little as $5 a month, you can listen to us on Patreon.com slash THT Network. That's right. Every week, we release a brand new exclusive episode for our Patreons only, including THT Extras, Persian and the Jews, and live commentary over pay-per-views. And for you movie fans out there, listen to Anthony and me on THT Movie Review every other Saturday right here on Mixler and anywhere you find good podcasts. And don't forget to visit NuclearHeatGraphics.com where you can find my original art prints which focus on all the nostalgic things that we love growing up, including movies, wrestling, and Saturday morning cartoons.
God damn, it's 1998. I feel like I'm on fucking ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember this shit, Anthony? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, hell yeah, man. Dancing around the fucking club, not knowing what the fuck you're doing. I don't remember. Down on that box. Were you a mosher? I've, I've, I've moshed once or twice. Yes. 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 Yes, I have. I have moshed. Now, you're a pretty tall dude. Did they catch you or did they just let you fall? Uh, well, that's like stage diving and shit. I don't, I don't do that stuff. Oh, good. No, I'm not a stage diver. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fucking idiot. No, 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 no. Stage diving, that shit can get you fucked up. Well, if you're already fucked up, then it's like, yeah, another day, right? Another day at the office. Uh, <laughs> that shit can get you in the fucking hospital. <laughs> I don't mind being fucked up. I just don't want to be in the fucking hospital for it. Oh, but, uh, yeah, anyway, Saturday night. Sorry we're a little late, everybody. It's, uh, I think Anthony's probably snowed into his house right now. Not yet, but hopefully it kind of stays that way. But it's a long weekend. Looking forward to it. But uh, not looking forward to the snow. But suffice to say, I'm still here, wide awake, with you, Box, my compadre, and ready to talk some movies and some other random shit. Yes, movies, random shit. We are going to be getting to Blade from 1998. That's actually the what you just heard is the music from the uh, the original nightclub scene, the beginning scene, basically. Uh, the uh, the first action scene we see. Um, but uh, before that, we're going to get into a little bit of bullshit, I guess. Um, I guess we'll get into a couple of couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, I don't know if anybody saw, but on Facebook there was a trailer, actually kind of a kind of a early trailer for a new Ghostbusters movie with that uh, Ivan Reitman's son John has been working uh- on. Oh, Jason, yeah. Jason, Jason, yes, exactly, yeah, Jason Reitman. Uh, and he's going to direct a new Ghostbusters movie that's a continuation from the original film. Um, and if you remember, in 2016, there was the all-women's one that flopped horribly. Let's be honest, it wasn't good. It flopped. Yeah, I actually did not see it, but I remember the backlash. People wouldn't shut the fuck up about it, but... Uh, I read through the article you sent me, Box, and I kind of see both sides, but this is, you know, you know, I always kind of like point to this as the primary reason of why reboots don't work for a lot of reasons, especially when you get into trying to change genders and make everybody happy, make everything inclusive. It never works because it always leads to issues. And a lot of times, a lot of good actresses and actors get dragged down in the process. Yeah, it is. And I mean, this... I mean, come on, it's Hollywood. There have been so many reboots of reboots, remakes of remakes coming out. And, you yeah. really can't take it. And I mean, this is Ivan Reitman's son. Ivan Reitman did the original with, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, or Ernie Hudson, uh, the other guy, um, Harold, Harold, Harold Ramis. Ramis. Can't, can't, can't forget Harold Ramis. God damn, I know mean, oh, he's like the genius of the bunch, literally. So, yeah, I, I I mean, yeah, I could see why she would get pissed, but it's not like they're like, oh, fuck that movie. Another one's coming out. And it's not like they're doing another all-women movie. They're doing – this one's going to be uh, – go through the teenagers. It's it's four teenagers that are actually in this – doing this movie, the Ghostbusters thing. I think it's going to be fucking cool as hell. And yeah, now Leslie Jones, who is on uh, – 
Saturday Night Live right now. I don't know a lot about her, but she was in this movie with Melissa McCarthy and whoever else was in this movie. And she put out a tweet, not very happy about this movie at all. Uh, so insulting. Like, fuck us. We didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. Trump voice. Gonna read you Ghostbusters. Better with men. We'll be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Ugh. So annoying. Such a dick move. And I don't give a fuck. I'm saying something. Okay. Saying something is fine. But why you gotta throw politics into your fucking saying something? It's a movie. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Um, yeah. yeah, Boggs, yeah. Lucky you, my friend, Matt. But as soon as I saw uh, the Trump in the uh, headline, I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get into another Trump debate. I, but yeah, I don't care just... which side you're on. There's no reason to throw politics into every post just yeah. because that's what Hollywood is telling you to do. Uh, it's all about fucking Trump, 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 Trump. Jesus Christ. Let it go. Let it go. All she had to do was complain, hey, why is this coming out? Like, we didn't do a movie two fucking, or three years ago now. Oh, uh, two, all right. Two, we didn't just do a movie. Come on. There was no reason to bring that shit into it. But I, and, and that's not even what just angers me. The whole thing that she's upset sort of is just ridiculous. I mean, do you think the guys from Greece got pissed when Greece 2 came out? And to be fair, you know, they're kind of like uh, keeping certain things under wraps, but it's not a sexist thing. It's not going to be all men. It's going to be, uh, from what I was reading, it's going to be two men, two girls as teenagers playing the roles. It's just going to follow the storyline of the original, where I believe the uh, all women version deviated from the original script a little bit, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, I I've never seen it, but it's just like holy shit, people. You know, in my opinion. All they do when they bring this up is divide their audience. Yes. You're, that's all you're doing. You're dividing your audience. And I don't understand why anyone in Hollywood would, would want to do that. So let me ask you something. Do you think this is like a, a cursed thing? Because they've been trying to do a Ghostbusters reboot for, at this point, it feels like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do you think that this is just like a cursed concept that just is not meant to happen and be successful? I don't know if it's a curse concept or or just for the fact that I don't know. It's just taken so long. I mean, Ghostbusters two. Don't get me wrong; it was great. But what are we thirty years after Ghostbusters two already? Yeah, damn near. Yeah, damn near. So I don't know what took so long. It doesn't seem like it's cursed. I mean, that women's one just everyone said that it just wasn't good. Nothing to do with the fact that it was women. I didn't hear anyone say, oh, it's a stupid women's movie. I just heard it was a bad movie. And you know what I compare it to? And uh, I hate to kind of take it down this road, but it's just as fair as bringing up because I feel like it's the same thing. Do you remember when they did the uh, Honeymooners movie, Cedric the Entertainer, Mike Epps? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two and two absolutely talented guys, funny in their own right. But that movie had no business being made because you can't duplicate and replicate what Art Carney and uh, fucking uh, Jackie Gleason did way back in the day. Like that, that's untouchable. Right, it has nothing to do with race. It, it just has it just has to do with the people involved. Nothing against the talent involved, but that just had no business being made because you can't. You're never going to compare it to the original. 
No. And I remember that movie got ripped apart. Yeah, I mean, hey, look at the Three Stooges. Did they take? I mean, they didn't. They used three white guys, and you know what? It still it it wasn't funny. Yeah, and I like Will Sasso because I think he played Curly. He's ta- another talented guy, but mm-hmm. you try to you can't try to compare to something that's just like set too high a standard. You just can't. You can't do it. So leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's it's a little fucking ridiculous. Just, I mean, they have to. When did Hollywood get so sensitive? Seriously, these people used to be thick-skinned and, you know, all the tabloids would put out all this bullshit about them and they'd, they'd, they'd laugh it off or go apologize on Oprah or something. Yeah. Now they're, like, thin-skinned and... Yeah. You, know what I, you know what I blame it on, honestly? I feel like, I don't know, maybe, and I don't want to use the phrase snowflake culture and all that kind of... But I feel like we're trying to shoehorn... Uh, a lot of uh, social injustices from way back in the day. We're trying to ap- make up for a lot of unfair things that happened way back in the day by shoehorning it into things and situations that don't fit. Well, well it's everything's sexist, everything's racist. If you don't include this group or this uh, gender into it, I'm like, come on, man. Just got to chill well, with that. Just got to uh, take that out of it sometimes, I believe. <laughs> right. And we're also very quick now in Hollywood and the, you know the MSM, the mainstream media, all they want to do now is throw out these buzzwords. Yeah. These buzzwords. Racist. Uh, uh, racist comes out a lot. Nazi. Hitler. Literally Hitler. I hear a lot. Um, white privilege. Which, uh, <laughs> which is kind of where we're going and send segue into a little, little bit here, Anthony. Um, yeah. and I, I wanted to get your take on this. Just, more, I wonder what you would do in this situation. Um, but I do want, I, I will give you a little background what happened on Tuesday. Uh, CNN legal analyst Ariva Martin accused an XM radio, serious XM radio host uh, named David Webb of having white privilege. Um. Uh, I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, David Webb is not white. He is actually a black man. Um, and I can't do this justice without playing the audio. So Please play the audio. <laughs> I do have the audio, Anthony. Here we go. I'm going to play. I'm, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll play you enough to where you'll get the, the, the full gist of it. Here we go. I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my color the issue. I considered my qualifications the issue. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I have the privilege of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have time to Uh, get into Ariva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Okay, then I stand... See, you went to white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man. They who started out in rock radio in Boston, who crossed the paths into hip-hop, rebuilding one of the greatest black stations in America, and went on to work for Fox News, where I'm told apparently blacks aren't supposed to work, but yet you come with this assumption and you go to white privilege. 
David, That's actually David, insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. They, they told well, me the whole white privilege thing is insulting. David, can, I, can I apologize and correct the record? I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my so color, white- you were going to something that I was part of. And just to add to it, my family background is white, black, Indian, Arawak, Irish, Scottish. I mean, it's so diverse. I'm like the UN when it comes to this. And this is part of the problem with driving a narrative around a construct like white privilege. Privilege is one thing where applied wealth, economy, uh, various social factors, but not necessarily determined by color of skin. There we go. I, I, I just ended up playing the whole thing for you. Um, there we go. So, man, it, it's so much to break down with that segment. <laughs> here's oh. here's the problem with it. She made an assumption because he speaks well. Yes, yeah. he. I mean, I, I to not. I mean, I hope this isn't wrong to say, but he's not sitting out there using ebonics. He doesn't talk like a hip hop DJ. Um, not talking jive. A, well, <laughs> that's not what I want to say. He's not talking. But she used the assumption for the fact that he spoke very clear, very well. She used the fact that he was on Fox News and just the sound of his voice. She just figured he was a white guy and she never apologized for the statement. She apologized for not being prepped good enough. If you listen to that. Yeah. The, never the, the, the once... whole, I mean, first of all, I'm on the uh, gentleman's side. Oh, I uh, hope so. right, right off the bat, because she was just ignorant. And I, and I picked up on that too, Box. Just the fact that she didn't apologize. She made an assumption about this guy based on, like you said, how he sounded. And, and the fact is, like, I don't care who, how much you are prepped, quote unquote. If it's your show and it's your ass on the line, you should go behind your people and double check. You should triple check yourself before you go on the air because that, that's horrible. What did you that's, a, that's a horrible mistake to make. I would honestly, guys better than me because I would have told her about herself and then got off the line. Interview would have been over at that point. Yeah, he handled himself very well, very, very well. I thought. Yeah, he he made some good points. I mean, he said, you know, my family is so diverse. I'm like the United Nations. I'm the UN up in this motherfucker. Basically, is what he said. <laughs> and I liked how he said he, he started off in rock. That he, I, I think that I, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to uh, throw assumptions out there about the guy, but it seems like he's more of a rock guy than a hip hop guy. He, right, but he. He transitioned into hip hop, so it wasn't the other way around. And he did. He built. I, I believe it was a. I think it might have been a Boston radio station that he built back from like nothing. And and then Fox News hired him. And but I, I really think she was more because it was Fox News is the is I believe the main reason she assumed he was a white guy because Fox yeah. News, you know, they're they're racist. Yeah, yeah, and I, I listen. Wait, I can't wait for the follow up about the guy being Uncle Tom, uh, oh. <laughs> and the sellout. Actually, everyone's on his side right here. I mean, the, 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 this was ridiculous, dude. I and I, I now say you were that host, you you wouldn't have handled it that good, obviously. I, I would like I me mean, like I said, it was a fucked up situation on her end. I would like to think I would handle it better. I would at least know what the person looked like before I make those type of assumptions. My God, I wouldn't even. I, I, plus, I'm like, I'm like this box. I don't like to include race and in things. Like, I like to judge a person based on who they are. Like, if you're going to not like somebody, that's cool. Don't like somebody because they're an asshole to you, because they've wronged you in some way. You know, something legitimate. 
I've always felt like hating somebody based on something that they can't help, the color of their skin, is among the dumbest, dumbest reasons to hate on somebody, to try to tear somebody down. That, that's ridiculous. Look, hate somebody because they're an asshole, not because they're black, white, or whatever. Exactly, dude. That's just my opinion. But, Listen, you know, what does that mean? Everyone's good to me until they wrong me one way or the other. Everybody. Yeah. And, and if you never wrong me, you're going to be good to me, good with me the whole time. So it doesn't matter. But I, th- th- again, we're getting back to the whole throwing buzzwords and judging and labeling people right away and making assumptions about people. Yeah. Is getting out of hand. It's actually taking all these words and giving them less meaning every time we do it. And this, in listen, if this had happened in like the eighties, everyone would have laughed it off. Or the nineties, of course, uh, in nineties, early nineties. But now we have Google. All she had to do was spend a minute and a half on her on her phone, even sitting. Sitting on the fucking toilet, David Webb, Fox News. Oh, now I know who I'm talking to. Okay, face to the name. I always try to put a face to the name. Even if we're doing an interview and I'm not saying a word in it, which you know happens a lot with Shaheen. Yeah. And it's not because I, I can't get a word in. It's because usually I let Shaheen handle those indie interviews. That's his world. But yeah. I, I look up the guy. I know who I'm talking to. I like to see who it is and know what they look like and at least do a little research. And again, she never, she, she never apologized. She kept saying, I want to apologize. She apologized for not having the research done and being, not being prepped. She never apologized for the statement itself. She stood, she, she even said, I stand by my statement before he cut her off. Which is which is dumb because now yeah now he still has you basically white you basically uh contradicted yourself in the same sentence you know I want to apologize which you never did but you want to stand by the statement which was wrong to begin with <laughs> yeah oh I yeah. love it. it it it's just all kinds of shit going on but uh, let's uh, you know what let's forget about that. And uh, we will get into the movie. This probably isn't going to be a very long one. There's not many clips I can play in this movie. A lot of action in this movie. This is, uh, you know, Blade starring, uh, let's see, who we got here? Let's go through some of the cast. We've got the man, Wesley motherfucking Snipes. Uh, Jesus Christ, how many fucking movies has this guy been in? I don't know, you got a favorite Wesley Snipes movie, Anthony? Uh, believe it or not, it would be a tie. It's between, uh, three-way ties between White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. you got, uh, Money Train, uh-huh. and of course, I will be remiss if I didn't mention, mention, uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man, alright, we've done two out of the three. Wow, funny you mentioned Demolition Man, we're heading into that, uh, we're heading into that zone. Uh, we'll have to do Demolition Man one night. Oh yes, that, that's, I mean, you talk a movie, talk about a movie that was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's right with today's age. I'm surprised they're not showing it in theaters today. Uh, oof, they might. Um, my favorite would be Boiling Point with uh, Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery. All right, that's a good one. Underrated one. That's an underrated one, but that's probably my favorite movie with Wesley Snipes in it. Um, second favorite would be, holy shit, what's the name of the fucking movie? Oh. 
Art of War. Remember? The Art of oh, War. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good one, good one. Art of War is another really good movie. I love that shit. Oh, and, another one. Uh, um, we're, yeah, Jungle we're, Fever. You ever see yeah, that? That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. And there's another one I'm trying to think of. I should have had his uh, thing up here, but those two are definitely my favorite of Wesley Snipes. Now, I know everyone's like, well, this guy hasn't acted in so long. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Go on Netflix. Type in Wesley Snipes' name. When he got out of jail, he did a lot of straight-to-DVD and and some Netflix movies. So, I mean, yeah, he did go to jail for some tax stuff. The guy paid his fucking, paid his dues. He went to jail. How many people do you think tried his ass in jail? <laughs> Not many, many. And I know you're a Wesley Snipes guy for no other reason other than the fact that he's a legitimate karate guy. He is that, a that legitimate. He does his own stunts. He's, he's, he's no joke. No, yeah, he is a legitimate Taekwondo guy. He's, uh... You can tell when he throws those kicks that he's he, he didn't just do three quick months of training. You can also tell during his punches and his stance and just just the way he bounces and moves that that's all Taekwondo. Karate's more stance. Taekwondo, you're up moving. Those legs are moving. You're kicking. You're kicking. You're kicking. You're throwing punches. That's Taekwondo. And uh, Box, I'm looking through his uh, credits here. And I think I know what you were talking about or trying to uh, bring up. He was in, uh, let me see here. You got Major Lee. You got uh, King of New York. You got Passenger 57. You got, what oh, else? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Passenger 57 is a great one. Uh, what was the other one I saw? Pa- uh, Rising Sun. Was that the one you were thinking of? Oh, Rising Sun, not Boiling Point. Rising Sun, yes. Boiling Point's another Snipes movie. Got it mixed up. Uh, U.S. Marshals was the, uh, the third one I was thinking of, by the way. Oh, and the fan. Where'd you, where'd you stand on that one? Oh, I love that movie with De Niro. Yeah, De Niro gets all freaky. He's a fan. That's a really good movie. I like that one, too. Snipes had a lot of good fucking movies, man. A lot of good fucking movies. But uh, like I said, he kind of, uh, after he got out of jail, everyone thought he didn't do much. But, I mean, 2014, 15, 2017, he had a couple movies that went straight out to DVD slash Netflix. And it looks like he's working on some stuff right now that um, that we'll see some stuff, four movies in post-production. Uh, actually, two movies in post-production, one in pre-production, and one has been announced. Uh, God, is he going to be in one of the God? Is he going to be the God of, in, in the God of War movie? That'll be cool. Yeah, and um, Dodo Mine is my main. That uh, looks interesting. And uh, Cutthroat City. Uh, didn't know he was on a TV show in 2015 either called The Player. Didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah. Some things on here I'm seeing that I might have to look into. Yeah, yeah, but he's definitely done a lot of fucking movies and um, play it to the bone. The one I've never seen of his, Murder at Sixteen Hundred, is a good one too. Yeah, Murder at Sixteen Hundred, and uh, let's see, Drop Zone. That's an underrated one. Yeah. Um. Did you see the uh, Art of War sequel? No. There was one. Yeah, he was in. Uh, they did one in two thousand eight. Art of War 2 Betrayal, and I believe it's actually in Art of War 3. It wasn't him, though, but it was, uh, I want to say it was Tretch from Naughty by Nature. All right, That was in the third one. This just says it's a video. It doesn't say it was a movie. Let's see something here. Let's click that, see what it looked like, runtime or whatever it is. Well, yeah, well, straight to DVD. 43 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he did. It went straight to DVD. I might have to check that out. Have to look that one up. But yeah, Wesley Snipes unbelievable to in my opinion like i said i know he fucked up a little bit long time ago 
But come on. Come on. Can we give the guy a break? He did his time. He paid his dues to society. Let's uh, let's give Wesley a, a, a break, you know? Come on. Really. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I said, let's be honest. On In terms of fucking up, I give people tax cheats or tax frauds, whatever. They're low on a fucking food chain, a piece of shit in the world. He paid his debt to society, so people yeah. need to let that shit go. Absolutely. And it was his accountant that fucked him over. Exactly. That's what got him fucked up. His accountant was supposed to be paying all his shit, didn't do it, and he got fucking caught for it. So, and again, he paid his, you know, did his time. And by the way, we can't get away from talking uh, Wesley Sipes without mentioning New Jack City, probably his best performance in a movie yeah. ever. Yeah, man, at that one, we definitely, I mean, we got to get to that one soon, man, because that's, that's a classic. Oh, my really God. really is. Quote City in that movie. There'll be a ton of clips for that one. Yeah, we honestly, we might have to lay out and play that whole movie, man, because <laughs> from Wesley Snipes to Chris Rock, I mean, <laughs> just the, just their interactions alone are enough to, like, make me want to say, yeah, we got to get to that ASAP. Ice-T, what, what, Judd Nelson... Oh, another guy, underrated guy. Which, oh, by the way, check out our Jed Nelson episode in the archives. Yeah, one of the early yeah. ones. Yeah, there you go. Love that. But uh, yeah, so Wesley Snipes is one of the uh, probably the main actor I would say in this movie. Uh, Stephen Dorff is uh, the villain, Deacon Frost, in this movie, and holy shit, what a villain! What a villain! This guy hasn't done a shitload of stuff. Um, he was actually. I mean, he's a, he he was more of a TV actor in his early years, and then um, one movie he was in that we another one we covered, Anthony was Judgment Night. Yeah, he was one of the friends in Judgment Night that we did. Um, didn't I mean he? I think Blade might have probably been his like most notable movie. Yeah, uh, he had a quick cameo in uh, Zoolander. But I think his most notable movie people know him for would be Blade. And I'll tell you what, man, he killed this part as the villain in Blade. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, what were your thoughts? Did you think he uh, was a worthy adversary? Was he believable against uh, Wesley Snipes in this movie? He was evil as fuck, dude. He was evil as fuck in this movie, man. I absolutely loved his character in this movie. I I don't think, I I really can't think of anyone who could have played it any better. His voice, his look, I mean, and, and, and the, the teeth just looked, you know, the vampire teeth looked perfect on him. I thought he was great for this role. Yeah, he basically uh, was, um, I'm sorry, he basically used mind games to uh, outwit the uh, Wesley Snipes character, which I thought was a different approach. Because I felt like if they had had him trying to go one-on-one tip for tech, that probably wouldn't have been believable. But I like how they kind of made his character more cerebral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just I love the character, love him, and uh, yeah, I thought he was just absolutely amazing. Uh, and actually, wrestling's high marks, saying uh, he won the Villain of the Year award for MTV or some shit. I think he was right. I think it was for MTV. One well of deserved. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Dorff, like I said, probably his most notable role. Uh, no, probably most known for this role in Blade. But, uh, yeah, amazing. Thought he thought he was great at this. Whistler, we have Chris Christopherson. Yeah, the singer. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Like I, I know you got a lot to say about that guy, right, Buck? I like Were him. Were you a fan? I was. 
I was actually a fan of his stuff, man. He had a former Golden Gloves boxer in his young days, and this guy's a badass, man. He's done everything. He's a fucking boxer. He's been a singer. He's he he does acting. Um, I again, I th- I thought he was awesome in this role, and I love that they. You thought they killed him off, but he came back for the second one. Now, Box, uh, let me ask you something. Okay. I've made my uh, disdain for country quite well known here, but I'm looking through uh, Chris's uh, background here, and uh, it says he's done country, country rock, folk rock, gospel, familiar with those genres, uh-huh. but it also lists outlaw country. What yeah. in the fuck is outlaw country? Please. Um, <laughs> Break that down for me. Let me see if I can find something here. Real quick, let me jump on YouTube for a second here and see if I can maybe... Outlaw Country was sort of <sighs> hard to explain. There was a band... <laughs> it's hard to explain it. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, that kind of country was known wow. as Outlaw Country. Okay. That That's pretty much what it was. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's done a ton of fucking music, but most people know him for a lot of his slower songs. Um, but yeah, he definitely has done some really good stuff, but let me see if I can find some, I'm trying to think of one of his songs that might come to you as that kind of outlaw country. Probably this one from 1970 called to beat the devil. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. Come on, YouTube. A couple of years back, I come across a great and wasted friend of mine in the hallway of a recording studio. And while he was reciting some poetry to me that he'd written, I saw that he was about a step away from dying, and I couldn't help but wonder why. And uh, the lines of this song occurred to me. I'm happy to say he's no longer wasted and he's got him a good woman and I'd like to dedicate this to John and June who helped show me how to beat the devil he was talking about Johnny Cash and his wife June by the way (laughs) it was winter time in Nashville down on Music City Road I was looking for a place to get myself out of the cold To warm the frozen feeling that was eating at my soul Keep the chilly wind off my guitar My thirsty wanted whiskey My hunger needed beans That's but mostly right there what you call the outlaw country They tell you a nice little story Oh, okay And it's usually... That's kind of where the old country gets. Oh, you get you lose your dog, you lose your truck, blah blah blah. That was the old country. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Now it's all pop country and you know honky tonk, but donk a donk and shit like that. Bullshit country. Ah, I don't like any of the new stuff, man. I like the old country better than any of it. Yeah, because actually, yeah, you know, man, you played that for me. Like I said, I still don't really change my overall opinion of country, That's but right. I can get with his version of country. I know a lot of people don't like fucking country. A lot of people don't, but the older country, I think people would maybe be like, oh, well, that's 
That's a little bit better. It had like more of an edge to it. I like the beat. Like the way he was talking over it. Like he didn't sound like a bitch when he was talking. It, yeah, I could dig that. Like the old school country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, man. I like that old stuff. Um, if you ever want to, <clears throat> you can play the, here, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll play a little more of what country really used to sound. Let me play the Highway Man. This was Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and uh, I believe it was Charlie Pride, who was a black country singer back then. Here we go. <laughs> no, actually, this was Chris Christopherson was in this, too. <clears throat> here we go. Here, listen to this shit. Good shit right here. Just a video, so you're going to have some wind. I was a highway man Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The master taught me in the spring of 45 I was a sailor, I was born upon the tide, with the sea I did abide, I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico, I went along the This is good shit. This, this, this is the kind of country I grew up with. Here. But I'm living still. I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide. That's Waylon Jennings right there. His voice sound familiar to you? Yeah. That's Dukes one. of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, sir. That's the voice behind Dukes of Hazard. That song right there. That's. That was outlaw country back in the day, right there. And honestly, that was not half bad. No, I, that was I gotta uh, admit, not yep. give credit where it's due. Yep. And that wasn't half bad. Yeah, there you go. First guy was Willie Nelson, a legend in the country music industry. Uh, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash would have actually come after uh, <clears throat> after uh, Waylon Jennings there. But yeah, Waylon Jennings is the guy who sang that Dukes of Hazard song. But yeah, <laughs> Chris Christopherson was more known for his music than anything. Nice. You like that song, huh? huh? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm, I'm humming it. Yeah, <laughs> game you box. <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> oh, it was good. Listen, like I said, the older stuff, I, you can feel it. You can feel the older country music. Yeah, this new country music, you, it's like they got no fucking heart left, man. It's like they did. It's like they got their dog back. They got their house back. They got their fucking truck back, and now they just want to have fun. Ah, country music ain't fun. Country music's supposed to be fucking dirty and sad. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's move on here. We go to, uh, and I hope I say her name right. In Bush. Nabouche. Nabouche. See, thank you, Anthony. Nabouche Wright. Uh, Gorgeous, gorgeous woman in this movie. 
Uh, yeah, she's she actually done some things that you probably will be familiar with. Mm-hmm. She's one of those people that pops up in a lot of things that you know her, but you don't know her. Yeah, yeah, and she does pop up on TV a lot, on, on a, a bunch of different shows. Uh, she was even in Dead Presidents. Yes, another movie we had to get to. I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Now, she hasn't done a ton of stuff. She's got 28 credits down to her name, but... Uh, like Anthony said, she does pop up. Did pop up on some TV shows. Uh, UC Undercover back in the day in 2001. She really hasn't done much. Uh, actually had a big span from 2006 to just 2018 where she didn't do anything. So nice 12-year gap there. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Um, did you ever see a movie called Fresh? I have not seen Fresh, but I see that up here from 1994. Yeah, I might have to get to that. That's an underrated one. Got uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Motherfucker. Young... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> young in movie years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a couple more people here. I'm, 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 again, I just try to go through the, the main people that everyone's heard of. Yeah. Um, actually, Udo Kier, he plays uh, Dragonetti. He's one of the guys. He gets killed pretty, pretty early in the movie. But there's another guy who you're like, wow, this guy looks really familiar. I think I've seen him in a few things. 261 credits to this man's name. You've seen him in something. I'll almost fucking guarantee it. This guy has been acting since the goddamn 60s. Good Lord. Good Lord is right. You've seen him in something I guarantee it. It may not have been like, holy shit, look who that is. But, I mean, he has been in a ton of stuff. And you ask, hey, is he still working today? He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies in post-production coming out in 2019. Not only is he working today, this motherfucker's still kicking ass. So, wow, God bless him. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. This guy's fucking, I mean, you know, born October 14th, 1944, and he's still acting today. Go, dude, go. Uh, But uh, the next one I want to get to, we have to talk about Tracy Lords, who's in this movie. (laughs) Yes, she was she was of age by the time this movie was released, by the way. So no R. Kelly uh, situations breaking down. But she did. Very, very (laughs) uh, a character in the 80s box. So, uh. Give the folks a little background on Tracy she was Lord. not just a character in the 80s. She, um, at 15, she started doing nude modeling. Mm-hmm. And at 16, she was doing full-fledged pornos. Uh, she did have a fake ID. She had a fake birth, birth certificate. She had all fake stuff. So she fooled the uh, all the producers and all the companies. And she looked older she was pretty developed by the 15 years old um the only movie porn movie she ever did that's legal was one she did in i believe it was france and it was actually on her 18th birthday she had already done 21 movies before that and God bless you if you can find them, but because once once the uh, scandal broke, mm-hmm. they they pulled that they couldn't pull that shit off the press as fast enough. They were scrambling to pull her stuff off, and 
you know, one of the main guys she worked with was porn star Peter North. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, yeah, I've heard that name before. Yeah, yeah, one of the main guys. He he apolo- He kept apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. But, I mean, I remember him being on the news all the time because he worked with her like, more than anybody. Yeah, he was, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he did, Box. <laughs> banging a 16-year-old. And, when, yeah, when they found out, they were scrambled to get her stuff off the shelves, get her off the... I mean, she was in magazines. She was in porn movies. But, yeah, she did 21 movies before they finally figured out how old she was. And she was basically banned from the porn business. Um, the next, she's actually done a pretty decent amount of things, believe it or not. Uh, one of my favorite things she did was the movie Cry Baby. And she played the slutty blonde in that movie, too. But, <laughs> of course. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did a ton of stuff, but. You see her right in the beginning of the movie. She's a redhead in the beginning of the movie. By the end of the movie, she's the blonde that's uh, got a strange uh, accent, which she didn't have at the beginning, but ends up yeah. having it at the end. Whatever. Anyway, she's amazingly hot in this movie. But, uh, yeah, she had a pretty, I guess we could say, checkered past. Yeah, in the 80s. But yeah, that's uh, that was how it happened. Yep, and uh, yeah, like uh, let me ask you something, Box. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, do you think they destroyed all of her uh, movies, or do you think they just like locked away in a vault somewhere? Oh, they're probably they're probably locked away somewhere. They're probably someone's uh, child porn collection. <laughs> I'm sure, because she's basically the reason. Like you see all of those disclaimers <laughs> when you if you ever watch porn and you pay attention to them. Oh. <laughs> All actresses were 18 or over at the time of filming or production, blah, blah, blah. Legal documents can be sought after at yeah. this location, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. <laughs> She's the reason for all of that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it is, man. She is definitely one of the reasons for that. But, yeah, that was a crazy time, and I remember all of that. I mean, she was the biggest news story at that time. The now, Bob, biggest. Man, you would have been... You of age at that point. It wouldn't have been age appropriate for you at the time. But did you catch any during the day? No. Back in the day? No, never got to see any of them. <laughs> never got to see any of them. And never looked. So. Uh. No. No. I, I, I You can find a couple of her probably on Pornhub or something. I wouldn't if I was you. I wouldn't want to fucking hit play on that video. Nah. No. Especially when we know that no. No, unless you got a good VPN. I don't know. Oh, fuck that. Now, real quick, who I want, someone I want to mention that probably didn't even barely get a mention in this movie at all. Matter of fact, let me see here. No, this was a very early movie for him. Um, yeah, very, very early. Matter of fact, he's uncredited in the movie, so I will mention him. How's that sound? His oh. name is Kenny Johnson. When you're watching this movie in the beginning, he's the first guy that Raquel, Tracy Lords, brings into the club. And when the blood starts coming out of the sprinklers, he's crawling and he sees Blade and he gets out of there. Yeah. That man's name is Kenneth Johnson. Kenny Johnson. Kenny Johnson. Uh, have you ever seen the show The Shield? Of course, yeah. Kenny Johnson played Lem. On the shield, Curtis Lemansky. 
And if you've ever seen the new show SWAT, Mm -hmm. he is currently on that show right now. So I like this guy. Like I said, I mainly know him from The Shield, but uh, I've I've been watching the new SWAT show, so I see him on there. But I did, you know, just, just something that this was obviously an early movie for him because I'm looking through his credits and I don't even see Blade on here as a credit. I'm looking at 19. Wow. I'm looking at 1998 right now, and he was on a TV show called Pens- Pensacola Wings of Gold. Ever heard of wow. it? No. And he was in the third major league. He was Lance. I don't know if you remember that movie. That was I've, I've been a long time since I've seen it too. But yeah, uh, yeah. He, I mean, he he's done a few small things, but I don't even see a credit for Blade. Oh no, no, no. I I, I do hear it is okay. There it is. It is in there. But he was known as heat-seeking. Well, what does it say? Hold on. Let me go back to Blade. Heat-seeking Dennis is what he's known as in that movie. Jeez. <laughs> heat-seeking. Heat-seeking, oh. heat-seeking Dennis. And I didn't know Dennis had heat. <laughs> I, obviously, in this movie, he was seeking heat because he was looking to go into the... Uh, he was looking to go into the Vampire Rave Club. Um, and the last person I want to mention, the last actress I want to mention in this movie, is his mother in this movie. Uh, Sinead Lathan? Lathan. Oh, yes. Gorgeous. Still gorgeous, by the way. But man, in this yes. movie. Ooh, man. And she was also in an episode of NYPD Blue in 1998. Ah. That's why I was waiting for the NYPD Blue reference, Bob. Yes, sir. The name of the show, the name of the episode was called "You're Under Arasta." Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, there is uh, always an NYPD Blue tie-in, and there it is. But uh, that's pretty much most of the cast that I'm, I'm scrolling through to see if I happen to miss anybody, but I don't think I missed anybody. Um. Not a hundred percent sure how we're gonna go through this whole whole movie, but let's figure it out real quick um, as we go here. Not too much to do. I don't have a ton of clips to play from this movie, but I guess there's a couple we can play. Now the movie does start out back in the '60s, where when Blade was born. I, I guess we find out his name is Eric in yeah. this movie. Um, I don't know if they give a full name besides just Eric. Eric Blade? I don't know. Eric Blade. Let's just call him Blade. Yeah, it's, cool. <laughs> it's cooler. Yeah, yeah, Blade. Uh, we start off with him, and he's. Uh, we see a scene. It's a woman being brought into a hospital. She's got... They're holding her neck, obviously. She's been bitten, <clears throat> and she's pregnant. <clears throat> so she has the baby while she's becoming a vampire, so... After she's been bitten by a vampire. Now, you don't get the whole story here. You don't even know that's his mother yet. All you see is the baby being born, and that's kind of where this whole movie starts out. Um, Right after the the baby is born, they take the baby. She's reaching out for it. And then we go to a little little shot of, uh, I believe this, this is supposed to be New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. The little you know, shots of New York. We get a little. Uh, this movie is big for the the, the techno what you got down there, little music. Um, 
And we see right here heat-seeking Dennis and uh, Raquel slash Tracy Lords. And she is uh, she's taking heat-seeking Dennis to a to a, a, a nightclub, uh, which turns out to be not the place he wants to be. Turned out to yeah. be a vampire club, and like I said, this is where we listen. No box. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, but... go. If I was writing this, I swear that would have been a perfect, perfect time for a joke about uh, Tracy Lords. Hey, man, can I see some ID? That would have been a perfect time for a joke, yeah. little inside joke to the people that would have got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the '90s. You know, we were. You know, we didn't give a fuck in the '90s. No, you got a point there. You got a point there. But uh, that didn't happen. But that would have been funny. But no, 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 no. That that didn't happen. Um, but they go into the club, like I said, and the club is. Holy fuck, the club is jumping. Listen to this. Yeah. Big for the techno music back then. Yeah, and I'm sorry. An opportunity was missed. I wish I wish at some point we would have heard the uh, brood music in this. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, come on. It, it would have fit perfectly man like and, and honestly this movie kind of like would you credit blade with being like the rise of like the whole vampire culture being like a thing a like little pop bit, culture? a little bit but i think vampires have always been something like a, a little bit of into always a little pop culture ish hmm. always have been vampire movies always do well always do well I mean, you know, you got Constantine, you got the Vampires movie with James Woods back from back in the day, John Carpenter's Vampires. Um, Jesus Christ, even fucking that Eddie Murphy one, Vampire in Brooklyn, I liked. Yeah. And uh, another one, and laugh at me if you want, but uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not the show, the movie with Christy Swanson. I love that movie. Right. It was it was hokey, but I liked it. Yeah, there you go. Never actually seen it. Need to see it. It's actually funny. Yeah, Plus, it was at the height of uh, Christy Swanson's hotness. Yeah, there you go. I should actually watch that. Uh, so, yeah, they're in the club. They're dancing around. But this is where uh, we first meet Quinn. Quinn is getting a blowjob and kissing a girl. Same time. Getting a little uh, getting a little freaky in the corner. But uh, we start seeing blood, and suddenly blood is coming out of the sprinklers. Everyone's dancing in it. This is where this dude, heat-seeking Dennis, finds out, holy shit, I'm in the wrong motherfucking club. <laughs> this is like a white boy walking into a Latin club. You don't want to be in that motherfucker. Okay? You're in the wrong fucking club. So he's struggling to get out. The vampires are all trying to get him. And who do they see? Blade. Yes. And you can hear him all in the background. It's the Daywalker. The Daywalker. <laughs> of course, Blade is the one that can walk during the day because he's not a full vampire. Yes. Um. No, look, you know, I probably can't hear any of that shit. There you go, the Daywalker. And they're all, they don't even want to be near him. They're backing off. But I got to tell you something. I've said before, I love action movies like this. Violence vampire killing martial arts this movie has so much of what i love it's it's sick yes and honestly the, i got the the production even by 90s standards was like wow 
I just liked how they killed the vampires and they just disintegrated. I just thought that was cool, cool effect. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a cool shit. Even for 1998, it was really badass. Oh yeah, definitely, and it holds up well. Yeah, yeah, this movie's all three of them really hold up well, but this one really holds up good. Um, yeah, just and he's just killing vampires, disintegrating vampires. Good stuff, man. Absolutely amazing stuff. I love this shit. Like I said, man, I'm I'm one of those guys that likes the action, the 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 toxic masculine movies, I guess they would call these now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh yeah, I mean he's just ripping the shit out of these people, but uh Quinn gets away. Quinn is actually a big part of this movie. I probably should have mentioned hidden to his name. Dan Loesch, I think it is. Donald Loesch might be his name actually. But uh Quinn sends everybody after him after Blade to try to fuck him up, and of course Blade's fucking all these guys up just because he's good at it. But he goes after this Quinn guy and he fucks him up. He puts two stakes in his shoulders. Now, the way he was killing everybody else, he should have died from this. Yes. So, a little flaw in the movie, in my opinion. But uh, I guess we can have... Uh, I guess we can play the little conversation we got here. Yeah. There we go. Actually, I'm going to play this, and my, my e-cig just died. I'm going to get my charger real fast. All right. All right. Quick. I'm getting a little tired of chopping my Thought I might try fire for a change. Give my regards to Frost. So Quinn's on fire <laughs> at this point, and <laughs> they put him out, and there's Heat Seeker Dennis still sitting on the ground, just chilling out, you know? Actually, he's scared to death. I think I would be, too, at this point. So Blade gets out of the club, and uh, hold on, Sack plug this bad boy in. Blade gets out of the club, and of course, they're taking Quinn's body to the morgue. This is this is kind of a cool part here. Yes. <laughs> it, it really is a cool part. It really is. They start, uh, you know, they bring him in. He's smoking. He's charred and smoking. And uh, you think he's dead, but this is also where we get to meet Karen, the, uh, the blood doctor, and her assistant, who turns into a freak, which we'll talk about later. Um... But yeah, this is where we meet both of them. And they're talking and they're going through and they're trying to, they're kind of wondering how this guy's blood levels are the way they are. They've, he's got a lot of stuff out of whack. And they try to cut him open. And I'll be damned if he doesn't bite the assistant, then he bites Karen. And of course, this is when Blade comes in to save the day. Why? Because he's Blade. The vampire girl, the daywalker. So he sees Quinn. And he's going after him. Cuts off his arm. <laughs> Which becomes a little theme 
in this uh in this movie, him getting his arm cut off. Um, but he sees Karen bitten on the ground, and immediately he starts thinking about she looks a little bit like his mother. And I guess you, <laughs> yeah, you can say yeah, she definitely does. Definitely resembles each other. It was a little uncanny, but um, this is the first part where we get to see a little bit of what Blade is. Uh, because he throws her down and then he jumps like five stories and lands on his feet. So obviously Blade's not completely human. Uh, now, did you, Blade is a comic book, correct? Yes. Did you ever read Blade comics? I'll be honest, no, I didn't. Yeah, never really been big on the comics for some reason. I'm not, I've read a handful in my lifetime, but never really was a big comic book guy. Yeah, I never really was either. So I've never seen or read any of these comic books, but um, I hear they're really fucking good. To be honest with you, so I probably should read them. But because I didn't know any of what Blade was or any of this backstory or anything, but. Uh, you know, they're shooting at him. He's running away. He jumps down there. And he does end up taking this girl back home with him, which uh, some people aren't happy. Like, Whistler is not happy at all about it. So, let's go back. I'm going to fast forward a little bit till we get here. And uh, we can hear a little bit of him and Whistler talk. Why not, right? Sure. Whistler! A few more scenes than I thought in here. Now she's been bitten. Should have killed her then. Yeah, I know. But I did. You watch her close. She starts to turn. You finish her off. Play that just to show you a little bit of what they're, you know. Someone starts to turn, they gotta kill him. There's no if, ands, or buts, so kind of a shitty thing and even he said you should have killed her right there so she wouldn't be another vampire in this world um kind of shitty but you kind of also gotta kind of get where they're coming from obviously um he gives her a shot of garlic and it looks painful and it obviously is he even tells her this is gonna hurt a lot um this is where we also get the first meeting with the elders of the vampires. Um, can't play a lot of this, uh, but this is where they get a little pissed off at Deacon. I can play a little bit after they talk to him because a lot of it's in Latin. But uh, while they're talking to him, it does get in English because you have to remember the villain in this movie, Deacon, isn't even a pureblood, as they call him. He's He was bitten, which basically made him a vampire. Um But basically what they're doing here is they're telling him these nightclubs of his are a bad idea. He's getting all these vampires together, and it's bad for them. You know, it kind of reminds me, kind of reminds me of the Gotti movie, this part right here. In what way? In the way that Paul was always telling John, "You're, you're too flashy. You love being in the news. Our thing here, our thing here is quiet. It's secret. We don't, we don't flaunt it, you know. And then there's Gotti, who's like a like 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 a mafia rock star, you know. Uh, he's in oh, the, oh yeah. So basically, it's like almost like the Nero and Goodfellas. 
fuck are you doing here? <laughs> kind of like that, but I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the Gotti movie. Uh, no. The, oh the newer God. one? No, the one with, um... No, the one I'm talking about is the one with, uh... The one that was just on HBO? No, the one with Armand Asante. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been so... I gotta rewatch that. Oh, God, that's a great movie. But, you know, Paul Paul Castellano's sitting there telling him, that our, our, our thing is secret. We can't, you know, can't have everybody, you know, having these meetings outside and... You're, you're you're too flashy. You're too flashy, John. Stop. Stop. This is kind of what they're telling him here. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, this is basically exactly what they're telling him here. You can't be having these fucking parties. You can't be doing this. This is how we do things. We're not supposed to be out there blabbing. I play a little bit of it. Fuck it. You know our policy. Your policy. Not mine. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in. An our discretion. Maybe it's time we forgot about discretion. <laughs> we should be ruling the humans, not running around making back alley treaties with them. For fuck's sake, these people are our food, not our allies. You're out of line for us, am I? Or maybe I'm just the first to say out loud what we've all been thinking. We have existed this way for thousands of years. Who are you? Challenge our ways. You're not even a pure blood. Like it matters. I was born a vampire, as was every other member of this house. But you, Frost, you were merely turned. The world belongs to us. Not the humans. You know that. Do we have any other business to discuss? Well, uh, there's the matter of our offshore accounts. We're having difficulty. And have you made the transfer to Tano? You may wake up one day and find yourself extinct. So there we go. There's the threat right there. You know, he doesn't like the policies of the elders. This is, uh, he's the party guy. He'd rather have these nightclubs and be partying and doing this and doing that. <clears throat> so, yeah, next scene, Wesley Snipes goes into, like, this little, uh, shop where he buys all his scents and essence of garlic and stuff. But, uh, this is where Karen wakes up a little bit. And she's in the room. She's looking around the room. But she hears them talking, and this is where we first see Blade take his serum to keep him from going full vampire. <laughs> and God, it looks like it hurts. Wesley Snipes here, he plays pain well in this part. He's shaking. He's tensing up his muscles. Motherfucker's jacked as hell, by the way, for this movie. All, all three of these movies, he was jacked as hell. So, Anthony, you still there? I'm still there. Sorry, I'm locked up on my mic locked up on me for a second. Oh, all right, that's fine. Well, they both see Karen trying to run away, and they tell her what's going on. They kind of, you know, tell her all about what's, you know, the vampire thing. And of course, she doesn't believe them. But uh, here, why not? What the hell? Not at all. We just had to take certain precautions before we let you go. You got to understand, they're everywhere. Vampires. 
Hominus Nocturna. We hunt them, you see, moving from one city to the next, tracking their migrations. They're hard to kill. They tend to regenerate. And I'm supposed to believe that. Well, you already met Mr. Crispy at the hospital. What do you think? So what do you use then? Stakes? Crosses? Crosses don't do squat. Some of the legends are true, though. Vampires are severely allergic to silver. Feed them garlic and they're going to anaphylactic shock. And of course, there's always sunlight, ultraviolet rays. I got this sucker running. You want to give it a try tonight? Still heavy. Well, you're so big. <laughs> All right. So there we go. See another day, you'll be out of town. There we go. It's still heavy. You're so big. <laughs> Good line in the movie. Um, and that was a big. Uh, looked like a car battery sitting in a on a flashlight with UV rays which uh, is a weapon to him. But they do take Karen back home. And I'll play a little bit more of what Whistler says here. Keep spilling over onto the streets. Sometimes people like yourself get caught in the crossfire. I have blood samples. I can go to the police. They own the police. You have to understand they're everywhere. Chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it. In the subway or in a bar. You guys just patch me up and send me on my way. Here. Vampire mace. Silver nitrate, essence of garlic. You keep your eyes open. Be careful. One other thing. Buy yourself a gun. Start getting sensitive to daylight. You find you're thirsty, regardless of how much you had to drink. And I suggest you take that gun and use it on yourself. Well, it's always good to hear, isn't it? <laughs> that's that. That's comforting. That's a comforting yeah. thing. Oh, uh, either kill him or kill myself. Thank you. I I, I appreciate the choices, motherfucker. That's what life's about, man. Choices. Choices. <laughs> Choices. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, they do take her home. Um, this is also where we found out that Deacon, the villain, is working on something. And it's obviously not good because uh, Udo, one of the elders, comes in and is not happy with him. Um Jesus, another clip I'm going to play. I guess there are more clips in this movie than I thought there was. This is what happens when I don't uh, mark them down. I play more than I thought. But this will tell you he, he is going through, and obviously we know what happens, but let's do this. You have been yeah. warned before. These archives are restricted to the members of the House of Erebus. <laughs> you are wasting your time. It's a dead language. The ancient text can never be translated. You wouldn't even understand them. Danny Frost! I'm talking to you! Shh! Keep your voice down, Gitano. We're in a library. You don't need to shout. 
What do you have to frost? Slap the shit out of him. What are you gonna do? wasn't very nice either man these guys are rude tell you just rude we were some rude motherfuckers in the 90s huh they're just hurting <laughs> each other just, just hurting <laughs> feelings just feelings being hurt everywhere but uh he is looking for some ancient text that they say is dead um and we find out later in the movie what he's going for but uh, in the meantime, he dra- uh, Blade pulls up. He drops off Karen at her house. And we don't know yet, but we do find out that he's using her as bait. Yes. Uh, he's looking to catch whoever comes after her. And he does. He gets a cop who is uh, a familiar, as they call him, a friend of a friend and owned by one of the vampire tribes squads whatever but damn if wesley slaps isn't beating the shit out of this guy um he takes him outside as he's beating the shit out of him they take him outside he finds the blood and uh this is where they talk about going to the blood banks yes but this guy gets away because karen intervenes and the guy runs but what they do decide is to wait around even though karen's pissed about it because Blade knows he's coming back for that car. Let's face it, he's not going to leave a fucking cop car. You have to go back for it eventually. So they do go back for it. And they follow him to the the blood bank. And once again, Wesley Snipes is kicking everyone's ass. This is also a little club that they're in. It seems like uh, vampires are into clubs and kind of strange music. Music is badass. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I'm not into the culture necessarily, but the music is badass. Well, these girls are a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's like little Chinese girls dancing and these guys are just looking at him like oh i fucky that's not nice this is just wrong fox you want to get us hate mail now i don't give a shit <laughs> i had chinese food for dinner so i love the chinks i'm sorry uh continue jesus <laughs> anyway he goes to the club and of course he's following that cop guy uh blade is and of course he's kicking everyone's ass on the way to follow this guy that's just who Blade is. He just kicks ass. He's just an ass-kicking machine. But they do get the guy to open up the blood bank. He does figure out what's going on. And, of course, they end up in another club. <laughs> just kind of the way it goes. They just end up in club after club. But uh, this is also where we see Blade's mother is still alive. Yes. And... Deacon's banging Blade's mom. We don't get to see that, but it's obviously implied. 
He's yeah. he's all <laughs> disheveled and half naked, and she's rubbing on him, and it's implied that he's a motherfucker. Literally, literally, not yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a motherfucker. But during this part, we see he has also found exactly what they're looking for. He found how to become the blood god. And he thinks it'll work, but he also realizes he needs Blade's blood to do it. Um, now we're at uh, a party. And again, we got Quinn. Quinn? Quinn's always got two girls on him, if you noticed. Quinn's a bad motherfucker. Yes, he is. Hey, don't knock the hustle. No, never works. no, not at all, man. But, uh, yeah, we, like I said, we're back at the party, and this guy, this cop, is telling Deacon, look, man, I I just had a run-in with Blade, blah, blah, blah. And Deacon gets pissed at him and bites his ass. So Deacon has now turned the cop. So the cop is now a vampire, which we don't see him anymore in the movie. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That in terms of continuity, that was the only thing that kind of threw me off. Like I was always wondering, like, what the fuck happened to the cop? Yeah, it was a little fucked up because he should have come back as a badass vampire somewhere. Yeah. Um, but this is where we run into Pearl. Pearl is a. Mm, mm, mm. How do we say what Pearl is? Pearl's a big fat motherfucker, like extremely yeah. fat, and has obviously some sort of. Hybrid vampire. Um, we could play a little bit of this scene for you, though, where he comes in and meets Pearl. Here we go. What's that smell? Can you make me carefully, Frost? You will need to move your plans to make the ritual work. Is that you? He's here! He's here! This must be Pearl, the record keeper. <laughs> Pearl, your history. Have the good grace to die with some fucking dignity. Frost! Congratulations, Blade. Frost. I hear you've been looking for him. I'm flattered. It'll pass. Fuck. What's that? That biscuit boy is a UV lamp. We're gonna play a little game of 20 questions. Depending on how you answer, you may walk out of here with a tan. What's that? Oh, that art's nothing. It's routine research. Actually, it's a video game. That must have hurt. It's a fragment! A piece of the prophecy! What a prophecy? All right, he's saying La Magra is coming. The spirits of the Twelve will awaken the blood god. Is that so? Well, that's what Frost says. <laughs> then you won't mind me borrowing this for a while, will you? If he moves, Brian. What's in here? Nothing. It's just a storeroom. But you're wasting your time. There's nothing important to anyone. Then you won't mind if I take a peek. No! 
I think old Blood Dr. Karen's starting to like this shit. Yeah. I think she's getting into the killing a little bit. He moved. He moved? Uh, while, while she was killing Pearl, uh, he was spraying explosive on the door. I think that's called Semtex. I don't think, I, I think C4 is blocks, and I think Semtex is what you can spray. Okay. I think. I'm not sure. So, you know, not a bomb explosive here, uh, expert here. So, but they end up in a room which has a lot of ancient texts, um, hanging in it, encased in glass. Uh, but once again, this was another setup because Deacon and his boys, Come in now. Deacon has said he wants Blade, but he wants Blade alive. Um, he sees the whole crew come down, and they start fighting a little bit. But it gets better when Blade uh, is sitting over there. Oh fuck! Let's have some fun. They do catch Blade, and of course, and they get him tied up against a wall. And I'm going to play this just because Quinn is hilarious in this part. Let's have some fun with Quinn. Hey, hey! Nice one. Well, well, well. You took my arm, man. Remember? But it's cool. I got a new one. <laughs> Think I'll ever play piano again? <laughs> you can slice him, you can dice him, but the Quinn man just keeps on coming. Check it out. I've got his pig sticker. <laughs> You're fuck up, Chris! You're fuck up! I got a big finger! Oh. You're just full of surprises. Ain't you cheap? Stay with me, sweetness. Because I'm not finished with you yet. Looky here. Silver. Nice craftsmanship, huh? Probably cost you a pretty penny. Now this here is a man who takes his job just a little too seriously, don't you think? Come to think of a blade, I owe you one. Actually, if you want to get technical blade, I owe you two. Oh, it's so funny, bright eyes. I'm expecting company. This is where Quinn sees the earpiece, and Whistler comes driving through the goddamn door in a truck. Looks like a fucking tank. All the shit starts coming down, and guess what? Blade starts kicking more ass. Yes. <laughs> that should be the subtitle of this movie. Blade. Blade. He kicks ass. He kicks all their asses. Uh, but there's, uh, I mean, this is a great part to me. They're, you know, they're, they're shooting guns. They're doing this. And Deacon's like, why the fuck do I hear shooting? I need this motherfucker alive. But uh, they start going through the subway. And, of course... He cuts off Quinn's arm again. Blade does. 
Remember I said it was going to be a kind of a running gag throughout the movie, and it is. Yep. Uh, goes in, gets his serum, he takes it while they're on the subway, and uh, Karen basically asks him what, what, like, you know, you're one of them. And this is kind of where we hear a little bit of Blade's backstory from Whistler. Here. No. I'm something else. I think this is where it starts. I found him when he was 13. Yeah. Living on the streets, feeding off the homeless. His need for blood had taken hold of puberty. I took him for a vampire at first. Almost killed him, too. Then I realized what he was. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. She died, but he lived. Unfortunately, he'd undergone certain genetic changes. He can withstand garlic, silver, even sunlight. And he's got their strength. This time tomorrow, all those wounds of his will be healed. He still ages like a human, though. See, vampires age slower than us. Unfortunately, he also inherited their thirst. I thought the serum was supposed to suppress that. <sighs> Time's running out. His body's starting to reject it. So far, all my efforts to find a cure have failed. Why do you hunt them? I had a family once. Wife, two daughters. Then a drifter came calling one evening. A vampire. He toyed with them first. Tried to make me decide which order they'd die in. We kill as many of them as we can find. But it's getting worse. Because of Frost. There's something happening in the vampire ranks. There's something big. And I'd stake my life that son of a bitch is at the center of it. There you go. So we learned, we learned a little bit about Whistler. And we learned that Blade has a lot of the strengths and not a lot of the weaknesses. Uh, one weakness, he ages like a human. Second weakness, he still has their thirst. But he has the strength. He has their healing power. So kind of 50 50 <laughs> yeah yeah not so bad not so bad at all but i mean i don't know man like what if the world's roles were reversed you think uh wesley would have been a convincing heel bad guy in this movie and if he was who would beat him who would you put up against him um if he was like a full-fledged vampire yeah first no i don't think he could he would have been a convincing bad guy uh, Wesley Snipes was not, he was known to play the, the hero roles more than anything. Yeah. He, ne I don't think I can find one movie except for New Jack City where he was actually the bad guy. After that, he was pretty much the good guy. I mean, you could say maybe a little bit in, um, White Men Can't Jump, he was sort of the bad guy. By the end of it, he wasn't. He made the most sense. I mean, he, he, he did, he was a little bit of a dick initially in White Men. 
can't jump, but yeah, yeah by the end of it, by the end of it, yeah. by the end, like you said, yeah, he learned his mistakes by the end of it. You know, he he he, he fucked up, and everything was fine by the end. But uh, I would, guess would you count? Would you say he was a bad guy in Demolition Man? Would you count that as one? Oh shit, you're right, Demolition Man. He definitely was a villain. He was a great villain in Demolition Man. But most of the times, Wesley Snipes was. Uh, you know, to kind of drop back to wrestling, he was booked as the babyface in, in in most of the most of the movies he was in. Yeah, most of the movies. But you know what? He was one of those guys when he did play the villain, though. It was really good. Demolition Man, New Jack City. I mean, you think about it. The the movies where he's the villain is probably the best. Of, some of the best three movies he's done. Yeah, you could tell he was having a blast too, playing a bad guy. Yeah, he likes being the heel, I guess. Likes healing it up. And in, and this that maybe that's why he played this part so good because this was kind of good guy bad guy role. He was a good guy, but he was kind of a bad guy. Good guys don't kill any way at all, and he's killing motherfuckers. So kind of good guy bad guy in this a little bit, but uh, you know obviously there's some good one liners in this. He, 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 even in the late nineties, some of the some of the good one liners from Snipes were still around. Um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, this is uh, like I said, we we did just learn a lot about him, and we learned a little bit a little bit about Whistler, which brings us to um, which sort of takes you into part three a little bit because he did mention daughter's wife. Um. When we get into well, eventually we'll get into the the third blade, Blade Trinity. Uh, yeah. Talk about Triple H a little bit in that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the greatest heel of them all. Uh. <laughs> uh, Triple H, I'm a vampire. I want your blood. Anyway, uh, back to the movie we go. Uh, Quinn's fucked up again, but of course a girl is working on him. Guys got bitches, man. Quinn, Quinn gets the bitches. Hey, can't be mad. At, can't be mad at the guy. But, uh, you know, they're uh, working on... Now, we also we do find out from Deacon here, he's basically got it figured out, but he's got to have Blade's blood. Blade's blood is the key to everything. Um, now, while they're working on that, he also figures out they can put some strong-ass sunblock on and be daywalkers, be in the sun. Um, and they take the head guy out there, who I was talking about, Udo, Udin, I forgot, I already forgot his name. But they take him out there, and it's on the beach, and they're bringing him out there, basically it's about to be sunset, sunrise, excuse me. Um, and I can play this part. This is all in English, no subtitles. Here we go. How you feeling? Look at that. Getting a little toasty out here, huh? <laughs> when was the last time you stopped to appreciate a good sunrise? Oh, that's right. You were born a vampire, so you never had the pleasure, have you? That's okay. It's all right. At least we're here together, share the moment. Which means a lot to me, by the way, really. I mean that. Because actually, you know, when you get to know me, 
I'm a fairly sentimental type of guy. Huh. Bit of an innocent, you might say. <gasps> Do what you want, Frost. Doesn't make any difference. You just don't fucking get it. You're never gonna be pure blood. Hold them. You will never rule us. <laughs> Just to let everyone know, he's ripping out his fangs. Um, and he pulled out a really nice pair of Gerber pliers there. I don't know if you know what those are. Oh. Those are fishing pliers. Yeah, and they, they just look painful. Yeah, those are fishing pliers. They You, you slap, you sm uh, You know what an asp is? Those uh, telescopic batons? Yeah. It's got that same action, and when you flick it, it opens, and the pliers come out. And then you just kind of pop it back down. I've got a pair, but they're fishing pliers is what they really are. So they're handy, and they duck into a case. I've got a pair. <laughs> now, they bring this guy out there, and they kill him. And this might be, if you want to pick on a part in this movie, this part is the worst. The, the production on that part sucks. Just sucks. Uh, the little fire they have, the guy, it looks like they were just testing with green screens or something back then. Yeah, it was kind of bushly. Yeah, bad, bad effects in that part of the movie. But, eh, I mean, not horrible, but yeah, pretty goddamn bad. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you pay attention, you can see, yeah, that doesn't look very authentic. I, and you know what? To go back a little bit, we've brought up a good one, Sugar Hill. Snipes was also a little bit of the villain in the movie Sugar Hill. Oh, yeah, thank you, Weeze. That was a good one. Very underrated was the Snipes movie. I haven't seen that one in a very long time either. But that's a hell of a movie. Um, at this point, uh, Stephen Dorff's character comes back in, Deacon, and he goes to all the elders, and he throws the teeth down on the table, basically showing, I killed the motherfucker. And the elders are not happy at all. But what can they do? At this point, there's nothing they can do. You know, you to be the man, you got to beat the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So next time we get here, we got Blade coming back. And uh, Karen found something that can explode vampires' heads, but not a cure yet. But they're taking his blood because he's going to need a better serum. And obviously, Whistler is working on the serum without him knowing because he's, you know, he said it right. I needle. Uh, he said it right, you know, that he's growing a tolerance to it. God, I hate needles. Oh, I hate watching that part. Sorry. Wesley Snipes doesn't seem to mind. Well, he's Blade. Why would he? Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But uh, she does think she found a cure, Karen. And Blade is out walking the streets because, again, it's daytime and he can walk the streets during the day. This is another part I'm definitely going to play for you, though. This is where he runs into Deacon. And here we go. He's on the street, too, in Sunblock. How you doing, Chief? Easy. We want a little, little girl hostage here. On the back of a milk cart now, wouldn't we? It's nice to finally meet you, man. Had my eye on you for years. 
I know all about you. Your serum, Whistler, everything. Sunblock. Hey, it's a start, right? The goal, of course, is to be like you. Daywalker. You got the best of both worlds, don't you? All our strengths, none of our weaknesses. Well, maybe I don't see it that way. Now, we did point out he does have a couple of their weaknesses. Again, he ages like a human, and um, he does have their thirst. Yes. So those are the two weaknesses. Now, obviously, according to Deacon and the, being the villain of this movie, the second one having their thirst wouldn't be a, a weakness, according to him. So, But he does have weaknesses. So, Deacon, you're wrong. The continuity, God damn it! who's writing this shit? Who's booking this shit? Where's the agent? <laughs> God damn it. Someone needs to know this shit. Anyway, now I'm starting to get pissed. This is good. This, this is about to be a blood sport situation. It's not going to be that bad. I'm kidding. Here we go. Oh, so it's back to pretending we're human again? Come on. Spare me the Uncle Tom routine, okay? You can't keep denying what you are, man. Okay, hold on. I did not ever catch those words from him. Did he just call Wesley Snipes and Uncle Tom? Hey, can you replay that? I don't remember hearing that myself. I I don't think I've ever watched this movie with headphones on. But uh, he just called the... My God! Easy. Oh, I rewind a little too much here. Let me move forward a little bit. Sunblock. Hey, it's nah, a start, I still right? went too far. Who cares? Give it a minute. The goal, of course, is to be like you. Daywalker. You got the best of both worlds, don't you? All our strengths, none of our weaknesses. Well, maybe I don't see it that way. Oh, so it's back to pretending we're human again? Come on. Spare me the Uncle Tom routine, okay? <laughs> Spare me the Uncle Tom routine. Wow. I've 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 watched this movie a bunch of times. I've never heard those words. I don't understand why I never picked it out, but yeah, yeah, same here. Wow. That, that, wow that. <laughs> you racist. Well, it, ties, it ties into the show tonight. Steven sure. Dorf is a racist. Hmm. Him and his white vampire privilege. <laughs> Him and his white vampire privileges going out there using sunblock and been biting little kids and shit like that. You privileged little vampire fuck. And just like that box, I think you just helped uh, Bobby Anthem, friend of the show, find it. You know how he normally does the quotes for us out of the episodes? That, that has to be the quote right there. White vampire uh, races. That's what you said? Privileged white, white privileged vampire. <laughs> privileged white vampire. You blood sucking white privileged fuck you. Oh, God. That was all. That was amazing. <laughs> You and all your vampire privilege. All right, let's 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 keep playing this. Yeah, one. come to think of it, outside of Wesley Snipes, yeah, he was the only black vampire that had a speaking role. Other ones was like henchmen that got killed in like two seconds. What the fuck? Hey, man, I'm getting pissed off. Yeah, you, you want to get pissed <laughs> off? Let, let me ask you something. When everyone was saying that uh, the first black superhero was Black Panther, did you do you consider this? Do you consider Blade a superhero? Because according to Marvel, uh, according to the comic books, he is a superhero. Uh, based on, like, yeah, he has superpowers. He, 
he doesn't he's not human, he's not of this world. So yeah, I would consider him a superhero. Okay. So Black Panther, not the first black superhero movie. Yeah, so tech, I would give the nod to Blade on that. Okay. Alright. Alright. There we go. Just 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 a quick question. Thought I'd bring that up. Since I mean it it was a, Black Panther was a huge movie, don't get me wrong. But part of the selling point of that movie was the first black superhero movie. Well, I guess that goes back to, like, you know, just the culture, the, the current uh, climate we live in. Everybody, you know, you have to make everything, you know, seem bigger and better. You're making a lot of, you're trying to right a lot of wrongs from way back when. But I feel like back then with Blade, we just weren't looking at, like, black and white. You just, it was just a movie back then. Or maybe some people just don't consider him a superhero. I mean, once again, you're looking at a a, a, a toxically masculine video. You know, violence... <laughs> Killing, just I mean, obvious white privilege vampires. <laughs> a privilege vampire. These, they're they're I, rich. They're having these little parties. They're biting people. They're throwing them in pools. I mean, please, please. They 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 don't know the struggles. Anyway, let's play this a little more <laughs> before we go too far. <laughs> we never go too far, boss. Never. No, that's the whole gimmick of both shows. We, I always go too far. <laughs> I'm only three beers in, so I should be okay. But uh, let's go. You can't keep denying what you are, man. You think the humans will ever accept a half-breed like you? They can't. They're afraid of you. And they should be. You're an animal. You're a fucking maniac. Look at him. The cattle, pieces of meat. What difference does it make how their world ends? Plague, war, famine. Morality doesn't even enter into it. We're just a function of natural selection. The new race. Looks like your mascara's running. I'm offering you a truce. I want you with us. What do you think I'm stupid? Re dane proto chano. Sisnu praga uporta. Umpanoa. The spirit of the twelve will waken La Magra. Familiar with the blood god? Frost. You're nothing to me but another dead vampire. You're an idiot, you know that. I came down here offering you an easy way out. You spit it right back in my fucking face. Careful! What do I care? They're nothing but cattle. Just like you said. If you want to take the hard road, be my guest, girl. But I promise you, by the time this is over, you're gonna wish they never cut you from your mother's throat. He throws the little girl, and obviously Blade does go and save the little girl uh, from a speeding car heading towards her again, proving he is a superhero. He doesn't let innocent people die. Yes, he doesn't let innocent people die. Matter of fact, if we you know we we fast forward a little bit to I believe the second one, and he does kill an innocent person, and he hates himself for it for a while. Uh, in in the second one. 
Or is that the third one? No, that's the second one. That's the second one. But uh, now we go back. But, uh, you know, Anthony, let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something. Do a little bit of a... Uh, get off the movie for a minute. Do a little pot talk here. All right, all right. I just took a hit during that part. Let me ask <laughs> you something, man. All right, bro. Jeez. Let's, let's say there really were vampires, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, like... Mind if, like, they bit you and you were one? Uh, if I was drunk, I probably wouldn't even notice. I probably had to be drinking, though. Okay. All right. I mean, you got to think about it. Immortality. Yeah. Hella strength. It's not bad. It's not bad, but, like, could you could you deal with the whole, like, you know, thirst for blood thing? Like, you obviously would have to be out at night only. I'm every cool. person, okay. every person, literally will be a snack to you. Yeah, I'm you cool with that. You like regular human food anymore? Yeah, I think I'd be cool with that because I mean, I'm sure when you were turned, I'm sure blood would taste different to you. Yeah, I'm sure, it would taste good. And I'm sure you could, you know, I mean, you know. But what I would do is I would go after like, like bad people. Like I would find criminals. I would take their blood. Yeah, I'd be like Blade, ish. Blade ish. <laughs> would you would you pull like a balls? By the way, rest in peace, or a Sabu, and just start spreading blood on the walls. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I just spray it all over the walls. I'd go get some dog shit. Put that there too. <laughs> Leave, let them know you were there. <laughs> Leave your mark. <laughs> yeah, Boxman was here. Hey, figure that out, fuck sticks. <laughs> Mark oh, of the Beast. I'm sorry. At that point, it would be Box Vamp. It wouldn't be Box Man anymore. It would be Box Vamp. <laughs> so that would give it away, wouldn't it? I'd have to change my name. It would have to be David again, I guess. Goddamn David. Plain old Dave. Fucking Dave, as they used to call me. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Dave is here. Goddamn Dave. Dave. Damn it, Dave. You and your black privilege. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I'm white. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. My people actually, gave me some bad information, actually, some bad intel. Actually, I apologize yeah. for my people giving me the wrong information. Actually, Anthony, I'm Jewish. I, they they would hang me from the same branch as you. I don't know if you know that, but they would. <laughs> oh, you guys, come on, you guys own it. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. Um, who who owns Hollywood now? Is it the Jews or the uh, the gays? Um, <laughs> I. I, I think it's the pedophiles at this point, to be honest with you. <laughs> Gee. Yeah, wait, wait. Has anybody talk, anybody heard from Woody Allen? Like, is he still around? I don't know. Corey Fel- I guess it's, I have an article that says Corey Feldman started naming pedophiles in Hollywood. We'll oh. get let, let, let's let's save the that that news nugget for next week. We've already done enough racial craziness news. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll stay away from that, but uh, yes. yeah, hate to break it to you, Anthony. But I'm a I'm 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 a, I'm a Jewish man, so uh, sorry about that. Sorry. sorry. Wow, I know. I mean, I know you had bad intel. It's okay. Yeah, I, I apologize for the bad intel. I'm not going to apologize for anything else, but the intel. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I mean, bro. my 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 camera's not on, so I could see how you would make that mistake. <laughs> I definitely, definitely. I mean, please. I mean, 
oh, how many times my voice has been mistaken for a black man. <laughs> Boy, if I had a nickel every time, I would be broke. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey care, careful with those uh, nick, 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 nickels, uh, Box. Oh. Those uh, pronunciations, because you know we got weaves in the chat tonight. <laughs> I meant a penny. A penny. I meant a penny. <laughs> That's way more Jewish. A penny is way more Jewish. <laughs> Ooh, a shiny penny. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where were we? Uh, movie. Yes, yeah, she's testing cures on herself. Uh, as she's doing that, though, Deacon's crew breaks in, and it's just Whistler and Karen there, and they do capture those two um they beat the shit out of whistler this is deacon doing this uh oh what the hell nice place took us a while to Well, he stopped a mud hole in his ass, didn't he? What? Walked it dry? What? Yeah, he stomped a fucking, he stomped shit out of him. Um, just a second, I'll play the part where Blade pulls up now and he's walking in. I'm going to play the part where he sees Whistler, what Whistler says to him. Um, but again, remember, he does, Whistler does come back. We do see him in the second one. I don't think he's in the third one because we, uh, his daughter's in that one. No, he's not in the third one. Uh, he is in the second one, though. They do bring him back. And uh, that's it. So he's well, Blade's walking through, seeing all these dead motherfuckers. And Anthony, you got the uh, show playing in the background? Yeah, I don't know why I turned my volume up by mistake. Sorry about that, folks. Jesus. Uh, there's a video there that says, play me. And he pulls the curtain down right here, and he sees Whistler beat to a pulp. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. This one, this part, got, I mean, it's not, I won't say this is, this is not an overly emotional type movie, but I felt bad for Old West in this scene there. That, that was a rough little scene for me. Yeah, he was a highwayman. Um, Jesus, he could have used something here, but this was not good. He was beat to shit in this part. And of course, he's talking to Blade, and I'll play that part for you. There's a little bit of quietness here, but uh, just a second. He'll start talking. Blade's looking around. There we go. Listen to me. The disc. We decoded it. Frost is trying to trigger a fucking vampire apocalypse. There's some kind of vampire god he's trying to resurrect. You're the key. He needs your blood. The blood of the daywalker. You're the chosen one. Listen to me, Blake. You can't go after him. Shit. If Frost gets his hands on you, it's all over. There'll be armies of the motherfuckers. Ah! 
No. Get the goddamn gun. see the gun drop out of his hand, Whistler's hand. Yeah. But like I said, we do find out in the second one that he is still alive. And I think he does die in the second one. I don't remember if he dies or they just don't have him in the third one. Um, but they do have Karen hostage and he does go after her. Uh, now we get sort of a little montage. He's making silver bullets, you know, and... uh they starts doing some martial arts shit, and for some reason, he cuts the uh, he cuts a plant in half. I don't know. He's trying to look tough. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to look tough. It's funny. He, he like cuts the, the the plant, and it's supposed to look like a sharp blade. Yeah. Looks like he hit it with a fucking broom handle. Now let me ask you something. Clearly, uh, that scene was meant to establish that, uh, I guess, uh, Blade had few, you know, we established that he had a couple weaknesses, but his kryptonite was Whistler. Like, that's, he, he was like the father figure. Do you think they did enough to establish, like, their relationship to, like, if something happens to him, that kind of, like, is another weakness to, uh, the Blade character? Yeah, I think it did. I mean, they couldn't do that much. The, this was very, that part, this part was very Steven Seagal. That's a part I would see Steven Seagal doing. Not Wesley Snipes, but I do see what they were going for. You know, it was kind of his, you know, to to bring back Rising Sun, it was kind of his senpai, his, you know, his master, his his father figure, like just like you said. And Whistler kind of said that, you know, I found him. He was feeding off the homeless, blah, blah, blah. He became a father to him. So... Yeah, and but I do think they 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 showed that this was definitely a weakness to him, and I think they made a point of making that throughout the movie that it would be. They sort of always hinted at that how how much he needed Whistler throughout yeah. this whole movie. You know the serum that you know he, he gets the serum for him, and you know this and that. So he did depend on Whistler a lot. Yes. And that sword is badass. Like, I ain't gonna lie. When I first, first saw Blade, <laughs> I wanted one of those swords. I can't even lie to you. Oh, that is a badass sword. I don't think they make them like that, but I'm sure they have one formed after it, but I don't think it'll uh, actually take someone's hand off. I don't think. But, uh, now we go. And like I said, these, uh, these two have Karen hostage. And, uh, Deacon's talking to her. And I guess, uh, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this, too. Should have gone a little further, I guess. a bit tense. A bit pent up, maybe. Like you need to release something. No? Blade not giving it to you, maybe? I don't know. I just... I see such a beautiful woman. Great skin. 
I'd like to see you happy, that's all. Is this the part where you offer to turn? Well, it's either that or a body bag. Go ahead. Bite me. I'll just cure myself. I did it before, and I can do it again. There is no cure, baby. There is if you, be, if you were once human. How'd you get that scar, Deacon? A born vampire would have the power to regenerate from birth. You must have gotten scarred before you returned. Isn't that right? Vampires like you aren't a species. You're just infected. A virus, a sexually transmitted disease. I'll tell you what we are, sister. We're the top of the fucking food chain. The blood god's coming, and after tonight, you people are fucking history. He's a hurricane. An act of God. Anyone caught in his path will instantly be turned. Everyone you've ever known. Everyone you've ever fucking loved. It won't matter who's pure blood and who's not. How are you going to cure the whole fucking world? And Blade's blood is the key. We got an intruder. All right. There we go. So we found out. You know, not that we didn't know, but Karen found out. Pretty clever, in my opinion, the way she found out how Deacon was not a pure-blood vampire by the little scar on his face. Um, and then we also find out that Blade's there. Blade's at the door. We have an intruder. It's Blade, of course. And guess what Blade is doing, Anthony? Ah, uh, Kicking ass. He's kicking fucking ass. He's kicking all their asses. God damn, Blade's a bad motherfucker. Is he like a, in terms of his ability with the uh, martial arts, is he, uh, in a top five? Is he in the discussion with Bruce Lee for you or no? Ooh, with Bruce Lee. You know, you know, like the comparisons. I mean, cause like, you know, we kind of spent the early portion of the show putting over, uh, what's his name's Taekwondo, but I know it's different from what Bruce Lee did, but you know, I think, I figure it's a fair comparison. Bruce Lee had a little Taekwondo mixed into Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do, the, the style that Bruce Lee created, was basically just a bunch of different martial arts thrown together to create Jeet Kune Do. He called it Wing Chun. But, um, I mean, Wesley Snipes is good. I don't know if I would put him up there in that Bruce Lee category. Um, he's got movies where he uses his martial arts, but he doesn't really have a martial arts movie. You know, something like that. Bruce Lee oh, was a martial arts guy. He did martial arts movies. He did karate movies. Basically, gotcha. you know, if you want to gotcha. break it down. Um, I'd put Wesley Snipes more on a... Maybe Ed O'Neill type of uh, play, you know, <laughs> category. I mean, where, where, you know, he's a badass, but it's kind of like understated. You don't really see it a lot, but it come, when it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. I guess I could put him on that kind of level right there. I mean, I, I, I would talk about Snipes while talking about, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. But, I mean, I'm not going to throw him in with, like, okay, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, and fucking, you know, Sonny Chiba. I'm not throwing him in with those guys. Hell, Jet Li. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jet what Li. But I would throw him in with, I mean, and, you know, Steven Seagal is legit and everything, but... In the end, he's just kind of a fat guy. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh shit. 
we're forgetting we're forgetting uh, an obvious one. Before I throw it out there, Box, who you think I'm talking about? Look, I don't want to talk about Frank Dukes tonight. Okay. No, 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 not him. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Weebs. I don't want to talk about Frank Dukes. I don't want to get depressed. No, 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 not Frank Dukes. I'm not trying to open up that can of worms again for no, you. I'm going to start crying. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Well, hopefully this will make you happy. What about Chuck Norris? Oh, Chuck Norris is. I I would definitely throw Chuck Norris in that in in that Bruce Lee category. This man did a movie and with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee kicked Chuck, his ass, of course. You know, Chuck Norris is still kicking ass. He can still kick ass, <laughs> bro. Chuck Norris is the fucking. That man is absolutely amazing. And just the fact that we get to get all those Chuck Norris little kind of jokes are amazing. Yes, I oh, look. I love all that shit, but dude, Chuck Norris is a badass. The man is in his seventies, and I would it still be, looks the fucking same. Oh, I God would bless him. still not fuck with Chuck Norris. He would whip the shit out of you. And there's a guy you would look at, and you would never know. You would never know. Ah, oh, he looks like this mountain. You know, looks like a guy that just came out of the mountains. He's got a big bushy beard, and you know all the. Uh, Ch- I'm sorry, we Chuck Norris facts, not jokes. Uh, but I mean, there's a guy. Looks like he just came down from the mountain to grab something, and then you know, next thing you know, he'll kick the shit out of you. Yes, that man could kill you. Yes, I mean, and I don't, you know, I've made my hatred of Jed Jared uh, no secret on the uh, THC platforms, but I'll give the man credit. The man survived the legitimate kick, Chuck Norris. Yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> I'm being a smartass, but yeah. The fucking uh, Mayweather gave Big Show a better uh, a better punch than that. Uh, <laughs> that was legit. He fucked up. He fucked Big Show up. And Big uh, Show, you saw how? <laughs> uh, I guess real. That's a nice little quick segue. Did you see how fucking fast Big Show went after him? though when he realized what happened? Yeah, but because that, that was when Big Show was actually like he got back to that uh, 95, 96 show. He was in good shape. Yep. As soon as he got the blows. He reacted instantaneously. I never saw him run so fast. Good Lord. He was pissed, too. Yeah, but think about what you just said. Once he realized what happened, he got rocked, dude. Yeah. Mayweather rocked that, dude. Rocked. Yeah, and it added to the segment, too. It It really did. did. It added to the whole feud. Yeah. Made it seem. Because it was real. It was like. Honestly, I, I watched, I rewinded that back a few times. Like, even if you, like, pause it and freeze frame it, you still can't digest how fast that man's hands are it was just like you did, it felt like he didn't even touch him and just blood just came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah his hands are fucking i mean look i'll, I'll i should i'm maybe was a piece of shit as a person in, in my opinion but don't fuck with him in the ring good lord <laughs> don't fuck with that man in the ring the i've said before his fights are not entertaining they're not exciting because he's patient. He lets you do the work and he counters your ass. You hit you hit him once, he's gonna hit you twice. Yeah. He if he blocks your shit, he's gonna hit you twice. I mean, think back to the I mean, think back to the McGregor fight. I know McGregor's not this you know, Conor McGregor's not this big boxer or anything, but he played with him for the first few rounds and then man, once he really just said fuck it and I'm gonna take this guy he fucking had a laser sight. Every time he wanted to land a punch, all he had to do was throw a punch. 
Yeah. That's it. He knew everything. Mayweather is is not the kind of guy you're going to watch for a Mike Tyson type, you know, excited, exciting fight. And let's face it, Tyson's fights most from less than one round, but they were exciting as shit. Yeah. But you're going to get a nice, clean, usually patient boxing match out of out of a, a guy like Mayweather. But fucking fast ass hands, man. Fast yeah. ass hands. And yeah, like you said, though, he, he'll let you tire yourself out, too, because th- that, that's how you could tell. That's how I knew going into that, even though I'm not really a big boxing guy, I knew uh, Mayweather had a was gonna have that fight wrapped up just because uh, McGregor was a uh, no vice. He was going to go in there like a house of fire yeah. and, McGregor, and uh, Mayweather was just going to lay back and let him just punch himself out, which is what happened. He listen, tired himself out. Listen, you go back to the, the, the days of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier where... Basically, Muhammad Ali created the rope dope. He would sit there and make you think he was punched out. The next thing you know, he'd he'd, he'd come back at you and win. I mean, that the Joe Frazier fight was a perfect example of that. He sat there and let Joe Frazier beat the shit out of him, but he knew he still had his arms left. Joe Frazier was barely punching. He could barely throw a punch at the end of that fight, but guess who could? Muhammad Ali, and that's how he won that fucking fight. Yeah. Rope a dope, baby. Rope a dope. So, all right, let's get back to this movie because actually we've got uh, not much left of this movie, to be honest with you. Um, big action scene here guns going off, shit breaking, glass breaking, guns, more guns, uh, vampires disintegrating. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love this shit. But uh, let's get a little more into the meat of this ending part. And again, Deacon's like, why am I hearing shooting? I need this motherfucker alive. He's the key. Remember to the Lamagra, the, uh, blood gods. Yeah. And, uh, we go up and I'll be damned if he doesn't run into the room. He gets into blade gets into is the room where his mother has is staying. And he gets to see his mother. We probably should go ahead and play the little mother greeting here. Yeah. Right now he's on the computer. But here's here's the stuff. same night, and Deacon welcomed me into his arms. Jesus Christ, I thought you'd be happy. You're finally being reunited with your mother and you act like this? Blake, give it up. It's over. It belongs to me, buddy. Don't look so surprised. You spent your whole life looking for the vampire who bit your mother. Well, here I am. Motherfucker. Literally. Yes. That, yeah, that was, yeah. Did, did, did this scene get a little weird for you two box? Because I was, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's not Lathan's hide, but that was a weird scene. I don't know. His mom seems a little, uh, 
turned on by him. Yeah, like I said, but it's weird. I mean, it's a movie, but it was. <laughs> you said it best. Oh. Well, literally, it's, uh, you know, 2019. Every fucking porn you see out there now is incest porn, so kind of fits the bill. Kind of fits the bill a little bit. Um, anyway, we go down and uh, Wesley Snipes gets thrown in the same little pen dungeon with Karen, the blood doctor, and uh, you know he needs a serum. Because the, soon the thirst is going to start to take him over, which obviously is where Deacon is looking to take him right to where the thirst is taking him over. He wants Blade's blood, obviously serum free. So he's waiting for that thirst to take over. Uh, they move him to a different place, obviously where everybody's going to do the blood god thing. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Works. Our ancestors called this place the Temple of Eternal Night. Yeah, he'll explain it. Nice, isn't it? Apparently these geniuses forgot it ever existed. Fortunately for us, I'm what you might call a student of history. Why are we here? This temple was built for one glorious moment. This night. For the blood god. <laughs> Thanks. Help! <laughs> out of nowhere, Quinn just decided to punch Blade. And that is what Deacon was thanking him for. So I will keep going a little bit from there. Just wanted to throw that out there, let you guys know what was going on. Let's see this sword of yours. Oh. Titanium, right? Acid etched. I get used to a weapon like this. What? You look surprised. I told you, Blade. I know everything about you. Now, obviously, he's surprised because the sword didn't take his fucking hand off. Uh, he'd learned enough about Blade that he knew his sword was even rigged, if you don't know how to hold it. And, obviously, he knew how to hold it. How he found that out, who the fuck knows. Um, I always assumed Whistler told him, if you want to give the movie some continuity, you can assume that he beat Whistler so bad that he told him about it. Maybe that's the one piece of information he gave him. If you really want to dig into it, that's probably what happened. So yeah. play a little more, and then we'll uh, then we'll skip a little bit. Hold out your arm, Quinn. Why, man? These are like all better. <laughs> Got to play. Hold this. out your arm now. <laughs> the arm. God, Deep Quinn's back. arm. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking with me, man. He was like a fucking. Blade. He can't hear you, honey. The thirst has got him. That's a fucked up joke, man. What do we have here? That's really a fucked up joke, man. Especially when you're when you've had your hand cut off twice already in the movie. Oh shit, that was good stuff, though. There, there is some good little good comedy mixed into this movie. If you when you really you know go through it. Um, 
but now he's talking about what he thinks is his serum. But remember, I said Karen created a little a little juice that can explode vampires. So he thinks it's his serum, but really that's what it is. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll we can play this little last part, and then I think we can uh, skip forward a little more. The precious serum. Mm. How long has it been since you shot up? 12, 13 hours, maybe? I bet you're just dying for a drink, aren't you? What's it feel like? Is your blood on fire? Try some. You might like it. Thanks, but I prefer the real thing. In any event, I don't think you'll be needing these anymore. It's a shame, you know. When I think of what you become, what you should have become, I guess I don't blame you. I mean, with everything that's happened, it's the human side of you that's made you weak. You should have listened to your blood. You say what you want. When I promise you, you'll be dead by dawn. Ooh. <laughs> Get him out of here. All right. One thing to point out here is when he threw the serum, quote-unquote serum, which what he thought it was, it got stuck in a rock, which we don't see for a little while. But it does get stuck, and uh, that'll play a part later in the movie. Yeah. Um, this is where they walk Karen into a little part, and we once again meet her assistant, who became some sort of... Well, Deacon explains it for us a little bit here, what he became. Sometimes, believe me, vampires. That's a plus. I'm bearing that all in mind. I'd like you to meet an old friend of yours. I guess they didn't explain it. Basically, he becomes some sort of weird, half-weird breed of crazy vampire. Uh, he didn't turn very well. And she meets her assistant, who... God, does he sound creepy. Ah, I guess we can play this, too. What the hell? There's only a few minutes left in the movie at this point. And not many more scenes I can play because a lot of this is action. Yeah. But here we go. <sighs> I don't know what's happening to me. No balls. And, of course, there's the question of lividity. Curtis. Karen? Karen? I never thought I would see you again. Tell me, Karen, do you ever have second thoughts about us? shit out of him and starts climbing out of there and she does eventually climb out of there let's fast yeah. forward a little bit here and basically blade once again is talking to his mother um and she ends up putting him in this chamber where they will get his blood uh i guess i can play this once uh, 
like I said, there's only a few more scenes I can play anyway. So here we go. I think she talks to him. I forget now. Taking his clothes off with a knife. Looks like a black Han Solo. Poor child. You're so sick. So thirsty. Don't touch me. Eric, look at me. Vampires are my people now. I'm one of them. Can't be. Yes, it can. Try to understand, Eric. Your mother died a long time ago. They've hunted. Is she like rubbing on him and shit? Kissing him? That's very weird. (laughs) Haven't you? I know you have. Sooner or later, the thirst always wins. So there we go. The thirst always wins. She closes him, encloses him, basically. Not closes him, encloses him <clears throat> into this structure. And about a minute later, you start seeing the razor blades cutting his hands. Now, he's got the elders down there and lined up. Remember, he needed all the elders plus blades, blades blood. He's got the elders lined up. And Blade's blood is coming out. There's razor blades in that thing. And it's cutting the shit out of him. His blood is running down some sort of, you know, pipe tube. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. But uh, we go a little more. And this is where the uh, one girl, I forget her name, starts talking to the elders. And starts telling them a little bit about what's uh, what's probably about to fucking happen to him. Uh a little bit of that too. They're lining them up. Blade's blood is rushing down. I do see Karen's also making her way out, but uh, the elders are really wondering what the fuck is going on here. Some of them looks like they don't even know about what's about to happen, but damn, is some shit about to fucking happen. So we got new bang of vampires. We can't stand your asses. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Goddamn Trump voters. Trump voting (laughs) vampires. All right, here we go. Let's, 
Vampiro. Vampiro. Amagra, the blood god? That's nothing more than a fairy tale for pretty little vampires. Why are you sweating pure blood? You're afraid we're going to steal your soul. Your pure blood spirit. You should be. Read the prophecy. It's time you fox contributed something to the cause. Even if Frost is right, you really think he cares about you? You're going to die. So she decides to kill an elder and sticks the knife, the sword, into the wall. Remember that. Um, in the meantime, Karen actually, remember I did say she got out. She finds Blade turns him around, gets him out of this enclosure he's in, and he needs blood or he's going to die. So what does she do? She lets Blade take her blood. Um, Looks like she regrets it after about a minute because he's <laughs> taken a lot of her blood. But... uh Oh, 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 you're talk- oh yes. We should uh, mention this is the uh, contractually obligated... Uh, ass-getting scene for Wesley Snipes, remember? Uh-huh. All all of his movies. Pay attention to him. Gotta get a little bit. Gotta get something in there. <laughs> even, even Vampire Wesley got needs. Yep, even Vampire Wesley's gotta get a little bit. Gotta get a little. Gotta get at least a second base. Uh, and he does. And he does. He's uh, taking her blood. Like I said, looks like she regrets it for a minute there. Um, she's like, good God, stop. But Deacon, in the meantime... While uh, Wesley Snipes is getting her blood, Deacon is actually becoming the blood god. Blade's blood drips down, and uh, he does transform into Lamagra, the blood god. So he basically has all the blood of the elders, all the blood of everybody, including Blade, which means he is one bad motherfucker. But uh, we get another scene here, though, where Blade's mother comes out, and we're going to play that. Now, Blade has also just had human blood. Remember that. Yes. they talked more but he didn't um yeah and this is where lamagra is actually happening the 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 temple lights up there's lights coming out the elders are dying from lightning hitting their fucking head holy shit it's weird and uh <laughs> and and blade is fighting his mother this whole time during this he's actually fighting his mom uh, we keep going a little bit, and he actually ends up, once again, his mom's a little, a little pervy. I'm gonna say, this is like, like 
foreshadowing weird porn lately. But anyway, in just a second, his mother does start talking to him, and we'll uh, we will get to that part after everybody. We see a guy shaking. Here we go. I'm your mother. You wouldn't hurt your mother, would you? I must release you. There we go. He kills his mother. As he's killing his mother, all the souls of the elders are being set free and put into Deacon and his crazy, crazy blood god thing. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know. You got anything else? Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, that's as good as anything I can come up with. Yeah, crazy blood god thing. Um now, Blade is going, Blade is down. He's finally back up. He killed his mother. And, God, he's pissed. And he is pretty much full vampire at this point. Uh, now he goes down. And this is probably, not probably, this is the best fight scene in the whole movie. Um, Quinn, oh, without question. Without a doubt. Absolutely. And, I mean, just... Everything about it is fucking greatness in this scene. He kills Quinn right away, basically. But Deacon has become the blood god. The transformation did go through. and But this scene, I mean, again, I love action movies. I love fight scenes. And Wesley Snipes not only is great in these fight scenes, but... It's good seeing someone again who hasn't taken a three-month course just to pass as a guy who can throw punches and throw kicks and fight. Exactly. Yeah, it's very believable watching Wesley Snipes in this because he knows what he's doing. Exactly. And you notice there's not a lot of cutaways, a lot of jump, you know, like tricks when it's like it's obviously a stuntman. Right. It's, it's all Wesley Snipes in those scenes. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly snipes in a lot of these scenes, but just really good to see him doing a lot of these action scenes because he's he's incredibly believable at the martial arts part of it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> um, but yeah, he's kicking everyone's ass in this movie. Of course, remember he's kicking ass. That's what Wesley Snipes does. He kicks ass. But he finally sees his sword is stuck in the wall. He gets his sword, and holy shit, does he kick more ass with his sword. Um, then we get to this, the, the, I mean, just that part, him getting to Deacon is amazing. Once he does get to Deacon, this fight scene is just as amazing, if not more. The sword fighting in this scene is great. I'm not sure if they sped it up, but they are moving so fast in this scene. Um, and once again, Stephen Dorff is just such a good villain in this movie. Such a good fucking villain. But uh, this fight goes on for a while, and of course, you know, Wesley Snipes does eventually start sticking the uh, what, what he thought was serum, Stephen Dorff, isn't serum, it's actually that shit that blows up vampires. 
But uh, we do get another great quote right here. Probably one of the best quotes of this movie right here. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and then he then he spin kicks the last vampire blow up juice into his into uh, his head while he's got a bunch of in his body and Steven Dorf just explodes everywhere. Um great, great fucking ending to this movie. Uh, now, I do want to play the last part here because what he says to Karen kind of carries over to some other movies. And let's go ahead and play this. I need to get back to the lab. I'm going to kill you. It's not over. You keep your cue. There's still a war going on. And I have a job to do. You want to help? Make me a better serum. There you go. You want to help? Make me a better serum. Then it shows that he's in Russia, and he's doing the same thing. He's taking out vampires. Um, and the movie's pretty much over after that. But uh, I'll tell you, man, this, this, this one and the third one, I would say, are my favorites. Uh, I'm going to go actually, because uh, I saw them out of order. I want to say I saw two first, then three, then one. But uh, two and three, are for me, are my favorites. All right. I mean, the second one's good. I, I really like this first one. I like the fact that it kind of it gave you that backstory you were probably wanting out of a first movie. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It did give you that, that, that whole first movie backstory, all that shit going on, which I appreciated. You know, because, again, me not knowing any of the comic books or anything like that, it it gave me a little bit of, you know, insight into what's going to happen. And, I mean, this, this, this becomes a trilogy. So, you know, we didn't know that at the time, but this did become a trilogy. And this one gave you the perfect backstory, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you're... You've never seen a Blade movie, definitely do yourself a favor and watch them in order. Because I remember when I saw the second one, I liked it. I liked it. It had a lot of action, to, but I was so confused <laughs> because it had no, uh, I had no backstory. I didn't read the comic book. So, like, you got going into a cold, that second one, I love the action, but it's definitely better if you watch them in order so you'll understand what's going on. Yeah. Now, there's not many uh, trivias in this one, you know, did you knows. Now, you mentioned someone earlier, uh, Jet Li. Jet yeah. Li was actually offered the part of Deacon Frost, but he ended up doing Lethal Weapon, which came out the same year instead. I would say he made the better choice. I mean, all due respect, I love Blade, but Lethal Weapon 4, <laughs> gold. Yeah, exactly, man. It really is. Uh, oh, I can't even imagine Jet Li being in that part. He's his English isn't even that great. Yeah, and the one line, I mean, they probably would have had some fun with the, you know, like, like you said, the language uh, Chinese uh, situation, but it still wouldn't have been, like, as funny as uh, with uh, Wesley Snipes with the one-liners. It, it would have been, like, the uh, no speaking Eng any English would have uh, wore thin by yeah. about, about 20 minutes in. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening, but uh, 
yeah, I can't see Jet Li playing that part. I think it would have been bad. Now, I mean, they did give you the heavy Chinese influence, so they could have definitely switched a little bit of the role around. Um, you know, when they walked into that one club with the uh, when they were chasing the cop down. So yeah, I could see where they could have done that and made it. You know, the guy was a heavily heavy heavy Chinese, but. I don't know. I don't think that would have worked. I think this worked out much better. Um, and LL Cool J was originally considered for the part of Blade. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Not at that time. I mean, he developed a good actor over time, but 1998, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. That would have been god-awful. Just, just, No. Just no. Absolutely no. And you would have been yeah, you would have been ranting right. I could picture you now. If, if this was LL Cool you'd have been Yeah, he took a couple classes for three months, but he was a martial artist. Yeah. This would have been LL Cool J would have been the worst worst you could have done for this movie. No way. No. Just Literally, take this movie and go, okay, Jet Li and L.O. Cool J are Blade. No, no, I can't do that. L.O. Cool J is fine. I like him in the movies he does. Um, but this would not have been the movie for him to be Blade. Jesus, did they do good picking Wesley Snipes. Holy shit, I'm glad they got fucking Steven Dorff. Whoever was casting this movie, whoever cast this movie, should have been fucking smacked in the head for even considering LL Cool J as Blade. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what we've got here. I'm looking through some notes. Did you know about the uh, lawsuit? No. So uh, Marv Wolfman, who was the original creator of Blade back in the 70s, sued Marvel, New Line, and Time Warner for $35 million at the release of the film claiming he was not bound by a work-for-hire contract when he created the character in 1972. He, along with artist Gene Colan, received a based-on-characters credit in this film, but did not receive a credit in Blade Two or the TV series. Hmm. Yeah, I never saw the TV series, by the way. I never yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I never saw it either, but I know um, Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Oh, maybe I need to uh, maybe I should check it out, see what it was like. And uh, looking at the uh, box office, this movie made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, it was it was Marvel's first big hit. Oh yeah, oh this movie was huge back in the nineties, late nineties. So <laughs> yeah, on a budget of forty five million, it made one hundred and thirty one point two million. Wow, and I'll bet it's still making money today, man. This oh, is, yeah, licensing, merchandise, video games. Bro, the vampire culture will never leave. Yeah. It's one of those things we're kind of stuck with. You know? And yeah. it's, it, it sells, too, man. So what do you stand on it? Because um, as of 2014, uh, Wesley Snipes said he was open to, uh, you know, basically getting the uh, franchise the reboot. Big Blade could uh, still work? I think Snipes, could, yeah, yeah, definitely could still do another one. I don't think they will. I think they're good with the trilogy, which I'll be honest, 
I'm good with the trilogy. Leave I it alone. So I, you think they should just leave it alone? Leave it at three. Leave it as a trilogy. Everyone knows it as the Blade trilogy. No reason to fuck with it. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. I see um, no reason to get another one going. You, uh, No. No reason to get another Especially, let's be honest, and I, I don't mean to be you know dark, but especially the fact that Stan Lee just passed away. No. Yeah. No. No. No more. No more. They're doing a ton of Marvel movies now. This is one that needs to just stay where it is. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, because um, I'm actually worried uh, about this uh, coming to America sequel. Uh, uh, I'm a, I mean, I, the, the original. Also, check the uh, coming to America uh, archive in our archive, mm-hmm. I should say. But um, I don't know, man. I'm worried about that, man, because so many lines from that original one would not fly today. Wouldn't fly. Oh, it's going to be a completely different movie. I'll it's going to be so weird. I mean, I mean, I, I, Eddie Murphy's involved in it, but still, Eddie Murphy can't even be Eddie Murphy anymore. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about the sequel. Yeah, I'll watch it. I don't know how good it's going to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out just, just to see how, how it turns out. But I don't know how this is going that that coming to America is going to be. But uh, well, shit, I don't know, man. I got nothing else. It's late. Very late. So, on that note, I guess we get the fuck out of here. Um, I don't know. Maybe next, uh, maybe next show we'll do the second blade. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll just kind of go through and do all three. We'll yeah. see. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll save it for another week. We will definitely let you guys know. But uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Anthony, appreciate you joining me. And oh, uh, before we go, uh huh. Happy birthday. To a long-time listener of the show, friend of the show, Weebs. Happy birthday, bro. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Weebs. In the chat room right now. Happy fucking birthday, Mr. Weeble. Mr. Figuera. Figuera. I don't know. I'm fucking... (laughs) Figuera. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. Don't forget to check out... uh, Again, like I said, we made you that. Don't forget to check out me and Shaheen. We'll be on uh, Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. And don't uh, forget to check out the Patreon, Patreon.com slash THT Network, I think. Yes. Yeah, I always forget The THT Network on Patreon.com. And also, check out Shaheen on NuclearHeatGraphics.com. Yes. Doing a lot of new shit. Anything you need, hit them up. Yes, definitely. And we mean anything. Anything you need. Doesn't have to be wrestling. Doesn't have to be anything that uh, you know you hear him talk about. You want it. Shaheen will draw it. And on that note, appreciate everybody coming. Appreciate everybody downloading. And we will see everybody next show. Thank you. And good motherfucking night. <laughs> Later. <laughs>